Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fuck, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Doraicho, Dramin, Fosu's now, Tenkenshi, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Mandalora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tron, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Today, very special guest. Been trying to get him on the show for a long time. Finally worked out. He is the co-author of the upcoming graphic novel, Bubble. You know him. You love him. Jordan Morris. Jordan, how are you? Hi. Great to be here. Great to be here. It's a pleasure to have you in your living room um, while we record the show. Uh, I'm happy to host, and I'm glad that you appear to be comfortable. Yeah, I'm, I'm cozy. My uh, my cat's over here somewhere. Maybe she'll come over later. That's always fun when the cat comes treat. on the Zoom. I know this is an audio podcast, but I'll well, try and describe now, the cat. Anyone who's listening to podcasts now is probably conditioned at this point to be like, oh, it's the part of the podcast where an animal walked into right. someone's room, and yeah. then they talked about it for a while. Mm-hmm. And now this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the conceit of the part of a podcast where an animal walks into the room. Right. <laughs> yes, Probably makes is, it twice as interesting. Right. This is just a prism held up to a funhouse mirror. Yeah. The classic and, uh, how about that Should we get to the part, part of the podcast where I ask you if we can swear on this? Oh, yeah. You can say fuck all you want, but you cannot say shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you have some mm-hmm. very, very particular rules. Well, um, you know. But I'm we, happy to... I'm your, I'm your guest, so I'll try and abide by them. You know, I want to try to stick to some strict rules today because it's going to be a bit on theme. We're actually going to be talking a lot about rules. It's going to probably get, come up a hundred, maybe a thousand times over the course of today's <laughs> okay. episode. It's a word that'll get said often. Um, but before I dig into why that is, I would like to ask you, Jordan, uh, what is your history with Mortal Kombat? Are you are you a gamer? Have you played the Mortal Kombat games? Are you very familiar? Yeah, I, I, I love it. I'm a huge fan of the franchise. I have played every single one pretty extensively other than four. Wow. Um, I remember like trying four a couple times in the arcade and like kind of being baffled by it. But I, I think that's an, kind of an understood, you know, truism in Mortal Kombat fandom is that four wasn't very good. Um, uh, yeah, it's pretty I, generally I, accepted. Happy to hear otherwise, but yeah, I, I love the franchise. I mean, I, I just remember the first time seeing, you know, the original arcade machine in lamppost pizza and being kind of blown away by the graphics. And yeah, of course, the gore was so awesome. Uh, and all the movies have been amazing. Uh, no, yes, not true. Uh, Objectively it's, true. It struggled are, uh, making its way to other forms of media. Uh, I would say I enjoyed... they are amazing in like the the literal definition of the word, and that I was on right. some level amazed watching all of the movies that have been made. Yeah, uh, I think I had some of the Marvel comics as a kid. I think I liked those a lot. 
Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I love the, love the franchise. I will definitely buy every mainline game and, uh, you know, probably I, I even bought, uh, uh, Shaolin monks wow. back in the day. And, uh, what about the, MK special forces, the Jack's game? Did you play that one? Uh, I didn't play the Jack's game. I would love to okay. hear about the Jack's game from, someone. no, you wouldn't. It's okay. bad. Yeah. <laughs> What about MK Mythology Sub-Zero? Did you go down that rabbit hole? No, Shell and Monks is the only spinoff I've played, but I would love okay. to hear opinions on both those games. Well, you played the one with the good gameplay, so that's probably a, a yeah, wise move. I fun. would recommend watching on YouTube the uh, full-motion video cutscenes from Sub-Zero Mythologies. If you have Heck any yeah. recollection Heck of the video yeah. quality yeah, of live-action stuff on like PS1, nice. so, like, uh, it's night, pretty Night Trap caliber FMV? I would all, honestly, I would almost say like, imagine if somebody tried to make an epic uh, fantasy film with a sub Night Trap budget. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, not, we're, not, we're not working with Night Trap money here. Yeah, no, they were not. They weren't rolling corners. in that Night Trap dough. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's great. It's worth experiencing. Um, this is great to hear you. So you're you're like in it. You you you. That kind of makes you an excellent guest uh, for this particular episode in which we will be diving fairly deep into the well of uh misfit forgotten mortal Kombat characters amazing um and before we do that i would like to offer you a prompt every episode of this show starts with a prompt which you just get to know our guest a little bit better uh by asking a question that's a bit on theme for the season so this is season six yep i think six of of, of mortal podcast and so we're going to be covering primarily characters that were introduced in a game called Mortal Kombat Deception. Oh, so I'd cool. like to okay. ask you, Jordan, has there been a time in your life when you've been deceived? Oh boy. I mean, listen, I think you and me are both in show business and you yeah. know, she's a she's a deceptive mistress. She can be. She it's can true. be. Or uh, uh, no, that's a that's a dumb. Now tell answer. your worst <laughs> uh, career folly. This is the platform. This is the right. place to talk about it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to call out unscrupulous executives. Um, now, times when I was deceived. Let me think. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I was deceived going into all of the Mortal Kombat movies. Fair. Um, it's a bit of a bait and switch. Sure. I mean, uh, although the most recent one did have fatalities, so I mean, it did that. That um, to a it certain had extent. that one part where Cabal said he's about to get his soul sucked. And that then he cool. and then he did. That was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was good. Um, good to see Cabal. By the way, nice that they oh, brought yeah. in fan favorite Cabal. Yeah, and it was uh, an an interesting. Um, I would say way to interpret that character as like, uh, Hey, I'm a, I'm a wise guy from New York. I'm, I'm walking here. I'm right. Cabal. It was a, <laughs> yeah. It was a fascinating way to de- depict that guy. I appreciated it. Right. Yeah. Guy who they introduced at the beginning of a Sopranos episode who dies at mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. And I could be misremembering this, but I'm pretty sure it's the guy who played Charles Manson in like anything that had Charles Manson in it in the past like three years. Oh, interesting. Just did the voice of that guy. Okay. Yeah. From like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and I didn't know that. Mindhunter. I don't know. He's something else. Okay. Yeah. So the guy mm-hmm. is, he's got a, got a, I mean, he's playing a lot of iconic characters Charles Manson, Cabal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Manson of Mortal Kombat. Right. <laughs> probably not. That'd probably be like uh, Shao Kahn. Yeah, the the yeah. album the Cabal made with uh, one of the Beach Boys, not very good. <laughs> it would probably be Mike Love, right? That'd be the one. That'd be the one. Yeah, who would make yeah. the album with Cabal? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, let's see. Other times when I was deceived. Could be a minor deception. Could be a major deception. Wow. Um, let me think. Um, deceptions. I guess... Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying I'm trying to think of like oh, you know what? It's hard cuz all the memories are repressed. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm like, okay, man, too heavy for the podcast. Although I don't know, maybe you want a WTF situation where we go there. This is pretty much I will say that uh 9 and a half times out of 10 uh whatever the prompt is, the guests go Boy, all the answers I have to this question are a bit too heavy for this podcast. I'm bad. <laughs> Although, what's heavier yeah. than you know a bloody struggle for the fate of Outworld? I so, would have to agree. Yeah, um, I'll say. Do you remember a series of commercials that aired on like Nickelodeon? When we, I mean, we're about the same age. We're approximately the same. Maybe you're a little younger yeah. than I am. Do you remember? I'm eighty-one. A, Oh yeah, okay, eighty-two. Uh, so yeah, do you remember on on a lot? I think a lot of Nickelodeon there was a commercial for a product called Sweet Pickles. I do not remember Sweet Pickles. So Sweet Pickles, not a not a you know not an actual pickle. This is not a Vlasic product, okay. uh-huh. but um, it was a like flashcard based like learning is fun game. Okay, so this was not a snack. This was not a snack. This was a uh, snack for the mind. Okay. Um, And I remember, so the the commercial for Sweet Pickles, so the flashcards that I think taught you like phonics or something, came Mm -hmm. in a container that was shaped like a bus. And riding in the bus was like fun, like... Uh, you know, anthropomorphic animal characters. So, like, but not pickles. Not pickles. No, uh, I think right. the bus was like kind of shaped like a pickle. Okay, seems like confusing. A yeah. yeah. Um. You know, yeah, yeah. You're a kid. You don't question this stuff. You're like, yeah, sure. the bus is shaped like a pickle. Yeah, it's a pickle bus, and they got the animals in there. They probably talk about stuff. And in the commercial, the uh, a, a real bus filled mm-hmm. with real characters pulls up to the house of the kid who ordered it. Mm-hmm. To give them the bus shaped box of flashcards. Sure. And like all the characters get out, uh, you know, I think there was a giant chicken woman. I think there was a dog man. All of yep. these things, uh, very appealing. And I, you know, begged my mom, we got to get the sweet pickles. We got to get the sweet pickles. And then, like, you know, they ordered it and then it just came in the mail. Mm-hmm. I assumed it was going to be like the commercial where the bus comes with the characters to give you the thing. You thought at the very least a pickle bus is going to pull up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, sure. maybe, you know, maybe a chicken lady wouldn't get out, but at least it would be, you know, a dolphin kid or something. Right. Um, and I, I cried. And it is one of those things that my family still teases me about. Um, wow. Like, remember when you thought that when you got sweet pickles, the sweet pickles bus was going to actually come. And so like, they will bring that up at like, you know, when we all have to go to a wedding. Yeah. You were expecting it was that a freak show is going to appear at your house to teach you phonics. I don't know how long I thought they would hang out. If it would be like, 
I am curious about the logistics of this event in your in your mind. Like, did you clear your kid's schedule that day? Like, because you weren't sure how long the Sweet Pickles characters would want to stay at your place? Yeah, or? yeah. I'm like, hey, let's... Yeah, exactly. Don't book me for anything else, Mom. And I put uh-huh. on my little jacket that I wore to church, so I looked mm-hmm. nice for the chicken lady. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but it, yeah. like... It really you go to first base just... with the chicken lady. It was going to be a good time. Right. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was going to be my first kiss. I'm like, finally, mm-hmm. my first kiss with chicken lady who's bringing me flashcards. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now I'm sexually interested in flashcards. I don't know. Sure. I, don't know I, I thought it was going to be like a kids in the hall thing where it's like you can't watch chicken lady sketch without feeling a little weird. But oh, yeah, it, it right. went flashcards. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah, that's what imprinted. I don't know. You can't. Uh, the, the I brain, get it. The brain's Listen, mysterious. I get it. There's something about the supple curve of the corner of a flashcard that I I, I mm. see it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you're right. speaking my language. <laughs> What's on the other side of that? It's gonna flash get erotic card? eventually. Nobody yeah. knows. <laughs> uh, well, that is a true story of deception. A true story of deception. Advertising being deceptive. I hope the Sweet Pickles Corporation went under. I do too. And I hope hope everyone responsible for the creation of that commercial is destitute. Right. Me too. Mm -hmm. Me too. I I don't often wish that on people, but in this case, they're estranged from their children. Yeah. I hope so. I hope they're alone. They never worked in flashcards again. I hope they're alone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Welp. Excellent story. Thank you for sharing, Thank Jordan. You, yes. I hope I hope this doesn't bring anything up that you need to talk about with your therapist later on. No, this um, is good. I feel like this is this is you know this is just good. as good. Just yeah. talking to Dr. Sarah Howard. This is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're licensed <laughs> and bonded, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, depending on the country, not here. Okay. Um, well, Jordan, excellent story of deception. Thank you. It is time to move on. To, to, to who we're going to talk about today, the character that we're here to talk about today, or should I say, characters? <gasps> because Jordan, you are one of the lucky few who will be talking about not one, not two, but three, not in any way iconic Mortal Kombat characters on the show today. Oh my gosh! We are going to be discussing the residents of the infamous Order Realm of Mortal Kombat. Wow. The cop realm. The realm of cops. <laughs> you may have already guessed it. They fucking suck. They're terrible. Um, yeah. It's going to be a good time talking about the, the many factions that they're exist less, within. They're less popular than ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is certainly not a good time for characters like Hotaru, Darius, or Dairu. Iconic sure. characters who've become a massive part <laughs> of Mortal Kombat lore through the years and, of course, have maintained their significance. Right. Is, uh, now, when you story. say cop realm, does this include yeah. Striker? striker fun story is not from this realm okay nor you know what actually i'm not sure if he has been there but in i think mortal kombat deception there is a point in the conquest mode in which you cross by a striker i'd meant to write down his dialogue and i forgot to so apologies for misquoting him but he Man. basically goes out of his way to say, like, uh, uh, the Order Realm sounds cool, and I would love to go there and be an Order Realm guardsman. Okay. <laughs> Knowing nothing other than this is a realm where people love the rules, he was like, sounds good, I'm in. Right, I mean, that's Striker for you. I'll I'm willing to move to another you. dimension. Right. If it means I can club somebody for breaking the rules. <laughs> it is funny that that is the most, like, <laughs> that is the most, like, 
upsetting character in a way is just like a clop cop with a club and a taser who clubs people. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, no power. Oh, you said there's mortal combat. I'm in. Right. I just want to act out my violent fantasies. Right. It's pretty on brand. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I will say, so I, I, I really like mortal combat lore. I'm fucking glad that they're like keeping it together. Um, I think, you know, this is a cold take about the new games. The story modes are so fucking fun. They're so great. Um, you know, uh, uh, Street Fighter, which is a game I like better than Mortal Kombat. I shouldn't have said you know, that. Go on. I know, I know. Uh, well, this, is, this is fun. This will be a hot, uh, you know, kind of a, kind of a yeah, yeah, yeah. debate. You will um, get death threats. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you won't. Um, you won't. My audience is, they're, they're good. They're good people. They're understanding you. and merciful. Thank you. They love they love fatalities, but not yeah. senseless violence. Sure. Um, you know, Street Fighter tried to kind of imitate their story mode and failed. So you know, points to Mortal Kombat in this mm-hmm. uh, in this realm. But I will admit that I, as I feel like I feel like I know this stuff pretty well. I have not heard of the Order Realm. Tell me more. Oh, wow. So uh, I'm just going to dip back a tiny bit just to contextualize the order realm for you because there's a bit of lore that goes pretty deep. And if you're not paying like significant attention in the world of Mortal Kombat, you might miss it. So just briefly, uh, let's rewind back to the dawn of time. Let's Um, go. Okay, good. Okay, mm -hmm. I want to start at the very beginning. What's (laughs) dawn of time? How at the beginning can we get? Oh, literally creation, right? So there's nothing except for the one being. Jesus, God, Jesus like, Christ. Uh, the one being Jesus Christ from the Christian Bible. Good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ed Boon, very religious man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed Boon was like, all right, so first off, this is a Catholic game. Right. It doesn't come up enough, but it is. Um, that's why the crucifixion is one of the fatalities. So right. the one being... The, some, some call it the first fatality. In a sense, it was the original fatality. Right. <laughs> Romans win. Um, Finish him, <laughs> him with a capital H. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> Get over here to heaven. <laughs> oh lordy. Um, all right, so empty space, nothingness, just the one. Being. Right, void. One being is like, eh, I'm gonna make some stuff. The one being makes a pantheon of gods called the Elder Gods, and for a while, that's it. It's like the one being kicking it. Uh, the Elder Gods hanging out. So who do we in... got? We got Raiden? No, not not yet, actually. These okay. are sort of the... Um, there's like a... If this is a parfait, uh, to pull an example from literally the episode that comes before this one, um, the crunchy granola on top, that's the one being... You go down a tier, and the yogurt is the uh, the Elder Gods, right? Then the jam, um, if that's the kind of parfait you're making, if you're right. nasty, it's uh, that's the the <laughs> cla- the regular gods like right. Raiden. Okay, so that's the sort of tiered system we're talking right. about. Raiden here. not like, an elder oh, god, huh? Okay. Nope. Um, okay. I believe I want to say at the end of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, they're like Raiden. You did such a good job. We're making you an elder god. And he's like, oh, <laughs> and then he turns into like a ghost and floats into nice. the air. Every I could be misremembering. Rains, an angel yeah. gets its wings. Sure. An ancient, an angel becomes an elder <laughs> angel. Um, so one being makes the elder gods, 
Right. Elder gods are like, we want to make stuff. We have power. The one being's just here, like, sipping up our energy all day, hanging out in empty nothingness. It's boring. Why don't we make some mystical daggers called the Kabidoku daggers yep. and just stab that guy and just cut him into a billion pieces mm-hmm. and then use those pieces to make various dimensions that we can rule over called realms. Great. And so they did. So in Mortal Kombat, the creation myth is essentially God made baby gods baby gods murdered god right and each of the pieces of the just hacked to bits god is an entire dimension it's an entire so, wow yeah so like earth realm all of the planets appropriately in the known universe, brutal right um yeah all, all the planets in the known universe are like uh, literally just like a chipped off piece of the one being of mandible um and then there's just like another entire dimension that's like yeah outworld is one of these dimensions right. There is the order realm. Um, there's the chaos realm. Um, there's a lizard dimension, a vampire dimension. And that's why there's all these different like uh, monsters and races and creatures and stuff. Gotcha. In that's Kombat. where you're getting your reptiles and your Nataras. Exactly. Okay. Natara, obviously, vampire realm, reptile, dinosaur realm. Correct. So uh, the order realm is just one of those realms. It is a uh, high-tech dimension. Um, that's just ruled by law and order. That's pretty much like the law okay. of the land. It's like, we are all about rules. They have a saying that goes, freedom leads to anarchy. Anarchy leads to chaos. Chaos leads to suffering. Kind of a rip of the whole like Jedi. <laughs> a little thing. bit, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I'm seeing some similarities. And it's a lot of words to say basically nothing which is like freedom is bad because chaos is uh the same and it's bad it's like uh, all right i guess okay um they so they I haven't mean, Mortal combat's always been like a soup you know it's always been a like pop culture soup it's like here are a bunch of things that we the creators are into we have shoved them into a game sure. um and then with each game, I feel like they just added more influences. So like in, in Deception, I, it's hard to say exactly where this stuff comes from. It almost feels like Alice in Wonderland-esque. Okay. In that like, that was the game where they just introduced like, oh, here's the Order Realm and here's the Chaos Realm. And we didn't mention them before, but they're two realms that just happen to have completely opposing nonsense rules. Right. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, how does... You know, in a world where everything is order, mm-hmm. how how what are they comparing it to? If everybody's into order, simple, the chaos realm. Okay. Where they have the so they national know about, They know about the chaos realm. Oh, they've been at war for ages. Okay, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. More sense I, now. Actually, kind of funny. Like this real, real like uh, time capsule for this this particular realm and this part of the story. The order realm has been at war with the chaos realm for forever specifically they think that the chaos realm is like a primitive land of like savages um and they want their water because they think they don't deserve to have their water and are like wasting it okay so their war has essentially been order realm like impeding on chaos realms land trying to impose um a more like ordered government and then taking their resources interesting and yeah and this was all created like a couple years after the iraq war began okay (laughs) the ramifications yeah the influences got a a pretty real around mortal Kombat six so so chaos realm is this like a is this like a burning man is this just like 
you know, nudity, sex in the streets, drugs, you know, decadence. Kind of. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like the most philosophical parts of Burning Man, I guess. Like everyone walks around talking about how like water is the is sacred because it has no shape and there's nothing oh, holier than being uncontrolled and random. Okay. They have a national sport called Everybody Run Around. Um that is I guess nationals throw a, a dimensional sport. The whole dimension plays it. Um, call everybody runs around where everyone just starts running in, in different directions. There's no beginning end and there's no winner. Amazing. Um, yeah. And like, basically the chief figure had, there's this guy named havoc, uh, who has ripped his own face off like for fun. So this is all true. Yeah. Even everybody run around. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's huh. canon. I thought that's you were canonical. No, no, it's like that's straight up like in Mortal Kombat Deception, you go to Chaos Realm in the like conquest mode. It's like a little like mini RPG. And uh, yeah, you like see them play the game and they're like, hey, do you want to play this game? It's called Everybody Run Around. It's like the national pastime. That's interesting that this info comes from those because I remember this is from like PS2 era, right? Yes. So I remember the, the when they added those like just mini games you know there's like a super puzzle fighter in one of them there's a kart oh, yeah. racer in one of them mm-hmm. motor combat so this is from something like that this is from the game that also had uh chess combat and i believe also had the puzzle fighter one it was like loaded with mini yeah. games. mortal combat deception might be my favorite mortal combat game <laughs> in that it's the dumbest and yeah. all of the modes are so fun and it introduced so many kooky characters. Big fan. Who, uh, who? Okay, so who who do we have in the fighting lineup from the Order Realm and the Chaos Realm? Uh, from Chaos Realm, we have Havoc. Okay. From Order Realm, we have the three characters that we'll be discussing today: Hotaru, Darius, and Dairu. Dairu, Dairu. He appeared in like one and a half games, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, yeah. So just a little more flavor before we do talk about those characters Please. for the Order Realm, which has, it does have an actual name, uh, which is Sado. Sado? Sado, I think, is the name of the, or- is like the Order Realm's former name, but we'll mostly just call it the Order Realm. Um, so yeah, it's very high tech. They have their big saying. It has like a real structure. There's a republic. It's a republic. They have a Senate. The Senate imposes very harsh laws that the is the law of the land. And if you break it, you go to jail, you get tortured, you get killed, whatever. Um, I th- actually, I think, I think they do specifically just jail you and then you just kind of wither away there. Okay. Um, but the law is extreme. Like you could go to jail for many years just for breaking curfew. So not only is there a curfew, but if you're accidentally out a little late one night, you might spend like five years in prison, just rotting away. It's, it's hardcore. Hot. I'm yeah. getting some, I mean, maybe this is, you know, by virtue of the time period too, but like I'm getting a little star Wars prequels from this. Yeah. It's got some prequel vibes for sure. It's definitely like of its time. The prequels again, massively influenced by the war in Iraq. Um, notably G Lucas himself said so. Um, so yeah, I definitely think there's a little bit of that in there. I mean, there's just like mass incarceration and this Senate that is imposing these rules and, naturally because of that there's a resistance in Sido. so even though it's a, a land where everyone ostensibly is like obsessed with law and order they actually have a resistance within Sido that believes in law and order but thinks that the 
<laughs> structure, the hierarchy that stands okay. currently is too harsh. They think the curfew is a little early. Yeah, so they literally want to like overthrow the government, which would in theory would create chaos, so that they right. could impose a better sense of order. Uh, that would that would be more appropriate. We'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, it's mostly just so you can picture it in your mind. It's just like kind of a series of identical floating buildings that are okay. all just like little pyramids that are divided by these narrow bridges and surrounded by these massively tall trees that reach all the way up to these floating buildings. Okay. Um, the people there live for thousands of years. They're just like a lot of the humanoid beings in the world of Mortal Kombat. It's just a dimension where people live very long and can do magic. Okay. Um, Separated into districts, Blue Town, Green Town, Red Town, Gold Town. Um, and yes, all of the buildings there match the colors, obviously. Oh, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is, this, is, this, uh, is this a setting in one of these mini games? Do you have to go around? In There's a conquest mode, is the name of it, in uh, Mortal Kombat Deception, where you play as like one character that's also introduced in that game named Shujinko, who we'll be talking about this season. You play as that character from like their childhood to being an old man. And over the course of his life, he goes on this like odyssey to all of the realms. So when you're playing through that mode where you're basically like running around talking to NPCs and then like doing mat- Mortal Kombat matches to advance, you wind up going to order realm for like a chunk of time and meeting these characters that we'll be talking about today. Yeah. And then they're in the general like character selection for the game. Um, so why don't we jump into it? Let's talk, Please, let's yeah, talk let's about our, our first, our first order realm loser. Um, so first up we got a guy named Hotaru. Hotaru is sort of your like archetypical Satan. Uh, he is a high-ranking guardsman. I think most of the people uh, who work at all in Order Realm are just like prison guards <laughs> <laughs> because there are so many incarcerated people. Right. Um, so Hotaru works at a prison. He upholds the laws. He's uh, a guard at the jail. And um, most of his life, we got that cat cameo. I yeah, see the there it is. That the guys are happening right now. You know, I heard a little pitter patter, and I was like, "Is that the is cat?" It gonna and happen? then, is and then I got happen? that nice reveal of the cat leaping up onto the couch. Yeah, she's uh, she's feisty. And this has been cat cat talk on Mortal podcast, podcast. Remote podcast. Our legally, our order realm sanctioned minute right. to talk about a pet cameo. Brought to you by HelloFresh. <laughs> Uh, so Hotaru for the most part has had like a very normal order realm life, right? He's, he's hung out at prison, guarded the cells. Maybe he sleeps there. I don't fucking know. He has, he has no inner life whatsoever. Um, he simply lives to obey and uphold, um, to the extent that at a certain point in his life, um, order realm kind of knew about and monitored other realms to make sure that order was maintained among the realms, and they discovered that the realm of Outworld uh, was currently in the middle of a civil war because the reigning emperor, a guy named the Dragon King Onaga, was uh, was basically being overthrown by the god that had been assigned to protect Outworld in the first place, uh, this guy named Shao Kahn, who of course I'm sure you're familiar with. Sure, uh, Shao Kahn, of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little Shao Kahn backstory for you. Like Raiden, he was meant to protect Outworld, and one day he was like, but what if God Emperor instead? 
and uh, and overthrew the government and became the leader and god of the realm. Why not? Why not both? Yeah, might as well. Um, yeah, interesting. So it it um, yeah, it's I guess I something you know as as Mortal Kombat has expanded and and mm-hmm. you know it seems like you know, they made those first couple games without realizing that they would be making these games 25 years later. Um, 27. 27. And, Still going. Um, yeah. I mean, I had more, more to come. I'll take them. Uh, oh, yeah. Keep, keep cranking them out, uh, NetherRealm. <laughs> um, and, you know, I guess I... <laughs> it's like you have Outworld. And what is Outworld? Like, it is... It's just a place where everybody's a monster person, but then there mm-hmm. are other realms where there's specific monster people, but also some outworld people are just humans. Well, like, there's a there's a very specific reason for that, Jordan. Please, yes, no, tell me. I I, I maybe thought it was you know just kind of unspecific writing, but maybe it's there's a good the, fictional reason for it. The classical purpose for the Mortal Kombat tournament is a safeguard that the Elder Gods created to stop the realms from uh, re-merging with each other. So basically, like, okay. if a realm discovered another realm, it's like, we're going to conquer them and and merge their realm with our realm, um, they, would ins- they would have to defeat that realm in 10 Mortal Kombat fighting tournaments in a row. And it was just the Elder Gods' ways of saying, like, yes, you have free will, but we're going to slow you down so the realms don't merge, so the one being doesn't come back and kick our asses because the one being's mad that we hacked it into realms. Um, so Outworld, um, after being taken over by Shao Kahn, wound up conquering and merging with dozens, hundreds, maybe even thousands of other realms okay. over over many many years. So like like Baraka's realm. Yep. Is... Conquered by Outworld, merged. Okay, Outworld. so they were their own separate existence, and then it seems like the only race that's native to Outworld might be the humanoid people that you see like the humans from okay. outworld like katana yes well no actually katana's from adenia another realm that was conquered oh from... that's right i forgot about adenia <laughs> um, but okay. there are there are humans like yeah i guess that is my made. question is like yeah before outworld started the conquering what what are they i don't know if it's ever been a hundred percent confirmed which races are native to outworld it's at least some human esque creatures uh because we meet a character named lee may in the previous game deadly alliance who is from outworld originally um i believe they also had cryomancers there and that's how sub-zero was born his parents were refugees who ran away to earth realm or not parents but like ancestors but um I don't know if it's ever made clear, but but generally speaking, like all of the monsters and creatures that you see in Outworld, um, their realms were conquered and merged with Outworld. Gotcha. So it is, okay. it is by design a melting pot that is an uncomfortable marriage of all of these different thank fantasy you, yeah. creatures that uh, has sparked many many civil wars. No, thank you. This is great. This is a this is like a persistent Mortal Kombat question that I've had for uh, years and years. So thank you. This, 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 this is. Seems, uh, this is what the show is for is just informing uh, whenever possible. So, uh, so Hotaru hears about Outworld and he hears that Shao Kahn is trying to like conquer it and take it over. And that's like very chaotic. So Hotaru is like, I'm going to go to Outworld 
and I'm going to see if there's anything I can do to restabilize the region. Um, so he goes to Outworld and t- takes a, a very weird approach to doing that. He basically conquers a small village um, and imposes like Order Realms laws on them and is like, but don't worry, I'll be protecting you from Shao Kahn's hordes that will be attacking your village as he tries to conquer uh, this realm. Um, and so he kind of just like basically enslaved these people and didn't do much to stop Shao Kahn. So Shao Kahn just wound up conquering Outworld and Hotaru was like, oh, oh well, and just like left. <laughs> so weird little adventure Hotaru went on. Why? I don't know. Nobody knows. Hard to say. Comes back to out or to Order Realm. Uh, goes back to his life being a shitty cop. Um, years pass and he just does his thing being a guardsman at this at this prison. Uh, and then one day he hears the Dragon King Onaga, who was murdered like shortly after he left Outworld, um, is being resurrected as we speak in Outworld and has a goal to conquer not just Outworld, but all of the realms and bring them all together and re-emerge them. And at first, Hotaru was like, oh, that sounds bad because it would affect me. Right. I mean, I my gut reaction is that you know, isn't that, isn't that, a, is that a good goal? Is that, uh, I don't know. Right. It's like, well, that's, that is one of those all time eternal Mortal Kombat question, sure. which is like, is it, is it better if all the realms get remerged? Cause it's the original sin of the, the one being getting hacked into pieces wasn't right. So that's, what's correct. Even if it means all of life is eviscerated. Right. Are we recreating a kind of garden of Eden? You know, is yeah. that, are we just pieces of the one being anyway? Right. Good, so that's a great question. If we were all brought together. Have we seen the one being? Is the one being, is there a representation there, of it somewhere? There are depictions of the one being. It's unclear if it's like mythological depictions of the one being or if it's a literal depiction of the one being. Mostly these pictures look like a big celestial um, sort of like, you know, genderless, just humanoid person. Right. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't. It's it's uh, hard to say. I do know that they did cast a voice actor to play the one being in a an animated Mortal Kombat movie coming out summer twenty twenty one. So um, we might get an answer to a canonical depiction of the one being soon. Amazing, maybe. Do we know who the voice actor is? Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn. Please let it be uh, Wallace Shawn. Please let it be Wallace Shawn. We do. It's not Wallace Shawn. It's the ah. other guy from My Dinner with Andre. Oh, okay. Well, as long as it's someone from My Dinner with Andre. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's it's not Wallace, but it's the other guy. The other guy. <laughs> He's probably dead. I can't remember the actor's name right now. Um, <laughs> but is Wallace Shawn still alive? I don't know. Yes, Wallace Shawn is still alive because okay. I feel like I saw someone share a pretty funny story about seeing him like doing something in New York recently. Okay. Well, Just maybe, like living uh, his life, buying a bodega sandwich or something. Maybe in the next theatrical movie, they can you know recast him as Cabal. That'd be sick. I mean, Cabal, I think, is dead in the current, the current uh, film continuity. Right. Um, But maybe like a Revenant Cabal played by Wallace Shawn could be cool. I love it. Do you do? Do you have a Wallace Shawn impression? Oh, uh, I I don't. But let me see if I could. Let me let me see if I could just pull one out. Okay. Just in the say say like something Cabal would say in like Wallace Shawn's voice. Sure. He he's about he's about to get his soul fucked. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was I mean, pretty good, I think. 
I'm just and, happy to have had anything to do with uh, a Wallace Shawn take on he's about to get his soul sucked, like yeah. existing. You know? Yeah. Oh, well, what if, uh, well, although if you're talking famous voice actors, what if, uh, mm-hmm. oh, what if Cabal was played by Mr. Patrick Warburton? Hey. Uh, oh, and he's, that's... He's, about to get his, he's about to get his soul sucked. <laughs> Okay, that's right? pretty good okay. i felt like i was here with kronk hey, himself yeah hey, yeah come on i was like hey. is kronk in the room <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna finish him it's my one kind of impression i wonder if i could get warburton on this show i feel like i could probably get him we've had warburton on our chat podcast jordan jesse go could you uh well of course i'm familiar with jordan jesse go i have vivid memories of listening uh in college just hanging out as i walked to class sure yeah. um yeah, uh, could you do me could you just email patrick warburton for me and just see if he'll come on here's uh, here's how we got warburton i can maybe okay. help you with the pet this is literally what happens he has a charity he works with a he works with a catholic charity that okay. gives um uh, that gives like um, goats to um, underdeveloped countries. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and he kind of came on, you know, with the understanding that he could talk about that for a little bit, and we did. And it sounds like a, a really great organization. So I mean, I think if you, I mean, you it's know, beautiful. Kind of, I've definitely already kind of slandered Catholicism on this episode of this podcast. True. But, yeah. I mean, we're, um, you know, hey, we're like we're, five minutes ago. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, don't play him this particular episode. Okay. But. Yeah. I won't tee him up with this app. Right. Um, well, you know, I do hear he's more of a Tekken guy. So, uh, well, you know, that's okay. Tekken comes up from time to time in the discord for this podcast, mostly right. as a punching bag, but, um, you know, I'm down to talk Tekken with it. Whatever gets Warburton on the show. Okay. Yeah. I will. I will. I'll contribute to donate some goats. That's a nice goal, and that sounds like a nice charity. Yeah, I think it's nice. I like. I like direct aid like that. That's that's good. Um. All right. Well, back to Hotaru. Back to Hotaru. Hotaru. Here's about this plan that Onaga has to remerge all of the realms, which ostensibly would mean Hotaru would die. So uh, potentially not good. But instead, Hotaru's takeaway is: Would there be any greater order? Then for all of the realms to be merged together in one glorious ordered ball uh, and be, be the one being again, that would be true order. I will support Onaga's bid to take over Outworld. I'm going to go to Outworld and uh, try to help him out. I don't know why Hotaru is so hung up on getting involved in this other realm's business. Um, I guess it gets pretty boring when all you do all day is crack skulls um, and torture prisoners, so he does that. He goes to Outworld. He really wants to get Onaga's attention and impress him. So he tries to capture one of the many people that uh, Onaga's been fighting, this cryomancer named Sub-Zero. Um, hey, you know him. He's one of our dudes. He's one of our, uh, he's one of our tried and true dudes. He's nice, and he's, a guy, he's in every game. And he does ice stuff. He does ice stuff. Has uh, Sub-Zero been in every single mainline Mortal Kombat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sub-Zero and Scorpion have not missed a game. I was, I think I was under the impression that Scorpion had to like make a comeback after being left out. I could be wrong though. I mean, you know, they would they would do that. Pretty sure those two have not missed a single game. Okay, they wouldn't shoot themselves in the foot by not including Scorpion. They wouldn't dare. No, Scorpion I think is a classical cover star since like boy probably MK four five one of those. Uh, so. He goes over there. He's like, all right, who's who's on Onaga's hit list? 
There's a cryomancer. Great. I'm going to go arrest him. He goes and tries to fight Sub-Zero. Uh, they fight. He does not really succeed um, in, in capturing him for Onaga. Uh, and instead, he hears that there is ongoing riots in Order Realm caused by the Resistance. And in fact, he learns that the Resistance uh, has put a bounty on his head, on Hotara's head. They want him dead. Um, so he's like, I got to deal with this stuff. Some assassins come after Hotaru, uh, specifically one assassin, kind of chases Hotaru across the realms for a while, trying to murder him. But Hotaru, uh, you know, continues to evade getting murdered until <laughs> he uh, hears word of a battle brewing at a pyramid that has risen in the realm of Edenia uh, that is meant to be a harbinger of Armageddon. Basically, this pyramid rose out of the ground. A, a fire monster named Blaze has appeared at the top of this pyramid. Oh, this is, word... okay, so this is, the, this is the plot of Annihilation, right? Armageddon. Armageddon, excuse me. But yes, it okay. is. Yeah, I remember, I remember the, like, climbing the pyramid, yeah. uh, you know, uh, visualization that being kind of how you how you visualize moving through the game yeah and they bring it back that imagery too a couple times in the reboot it came back a little bit and it, you, you see the you see the, the pyramid a few times it's a big moment in, in right. mk lore yeah i mean um, yeah in general anytime a pyramid that wasn't there before raises out of the ground it's bad significant news, bad news. yeah yeah something's gonna happen stuff's gonna happen rarely good news <laughs> So the pyramid rises up, big old fire monster, and word spreads quickly through the realms that whoever climbs to the top of that pyramid and slays Blaze will uh, themselves basically take on the power of the one being and be able to make or unmake reality as we know it. So this is strong motivation for literally every single living person in Mortal Kombat to be like, I have to get there because if it's not me, anyone else would be bad. And I have all the good opinions. I can kind of remember there being some sort of cinematic representation of this in one of the games, like all the characters running toward the tower and kind of oh, like yeah. fucking each other up as they go. And that being very cool. Canonically, Hotaru runs into battle. Okay. Uh, winds up alongside the forces of darkness, um, not the forces of light. Not clear if he was like aligning himself with any particular ideology or if it's more like, hey, he just happened to run into the battlefield from the west and that's where all the bad guys were. I don't know. But they all run at each other. He takes a big old spear and he impales uh, this woman, Li Mei the uh, human that we were talking about earlier, who's native to Outworld. He impales her with the spear. Uh, she dies. And then very quickly after that, Hotaru just dies in that battle. That is the end of Hotaru. R.I.P. R.I.P. to a real one. Rip in peace. You didn't do anything interesting. You weren't <laughs> an interesting person. And then your life ended. Yeah. Yet. And you haven't made it into one of the 90 sequels they produced. Yeah, it's they, funny. There's a, a big like... To your lameness. <laughs> Most most episodes of this podcast have this almost uh, act break here where uh, Raiden, you know, gets to the top of the pyramid and so does Shao Kahn and they fight and Raiden sends a message back in time, creating a new timeline. And then we talk about the new timeline version. Hotaru did not make the cut. 
to the new timeline. He has not appeared. Um, I think there's a vague mention in the Joker's ending for Mortal Kombat 11. Joker, like DC Comics Joker. I think there's a vague mention of like, if I win the game, I would destroy Order Realm. And it's like, okay, I guess Order Realm exists. Okay. But, but Hotaru has no uh, impact. May, may or may not even exist in the new timeline. So that's it for Hotaru. Now, let's stop talking about classical cops and talk about a man named Darius. Darius is the leader of the Resistance. Some in the Order Realm know him as a revolutionary, a savior who's come to change the order of things and, and make life better for common Satan people. Others know him as a terrorist because he kind of literally is a terrorist. <laughs> he, he has a specific line of dialogue I really love where he, he says everything there is to know about him in uh, one of his appearances in, in Mortal Kombat Deception. He says, I am Darius. I look forward to resisting arrest. Wow, dude, that's how much the dude loves. He just likes resisting. Yeah, it's like it is he's skirting this interesting line where it's like, okay, so he's not a chaos guy. Um but he's like kind of a chaos guy because he's like, I like resisting order. To a point. To, a, to point, a point. I like resisting in order to establish a better order. Right. I'm not gonna move to the chaos realm. Yeah, he's but... a yeah, he's a classic centrist. <laughs> it is funny that there's a chaos realm, but uh-huh. the resistance people don't just move there. Yeah, there, there's like a bit of an intersection that we'll get to in a second, but a theory that I do have is that Darius was like a huge afterthought because he was uh, admittedly the last character created for Mortal Kombat Deception. So like they had created the Order Realm and Hotaru and maybe they had an idea to do the Resistance or maybe they were just like, yeah, we want to throw this guy who kind of looks like Blade into the game. And, uh, you know, so we're going to do that and we're going to make him the leader of a Resistance. Hard to say. And I, yeah, and I, I, I'm sure that is part of this process. Um, you know, I, I've actually worked a little bit in video games uh, with story oh. stuff, and it's, you know... Wow, and, fancy and, schmancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, in, 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 in at least in the, in, the, in the jobs I've worked, um, you know, the, the game is built and the characters are built, and then, you know, the story is something that kind of comes afterwards. And I know, right. obviously, in something like, you know, The Last of Us... Um, you know, the story's probably... Yeah, clearly, you know, they were like, we got to do some cool shootouts, and then they were like, how do we build a story around this? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yes. Um, you know, obviously, sometimes it's more important than others, but, you know, it, it is a thing that, like, gameplay first, story second, I think is really how it's done. So, yeah, I, I, I can kind of see... You can kind of see the process a little bit of, like, oh, we just made all these cool characters, or, like, you know, we wanted another projectile spamming character, because fans yeah. like those, and then kind of trying to put it into this insane story that starts at the literal <laughs> beginning of time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's that's my that, that would make sense to me because it really muddies the waters to be like there's the order realm and then there's the the people that don't believe in the order specifically but there's a different order maybe they could agree with sure satarius so, so he, he grows disillusioned with the senate and he decides he's going to overthrow them he forms the resistance 
And he has a very specific method of recruiting people to the resistance because you have to remember this is a realm where people are essentially brainwashed into only wanting to follow the rules. Rules are rules. It's all they care about. So he comes up with this surefire method that is pretty gross <laughs> to, recruit, to recruit the resistance. He hires outsiders from other realms that happen across through Order Realm to murder the families of guardsmen okay. in Order Realm. All right, pretty brutal, pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Knowing that that will cause the guardsmen to snap and murder the assassins that Darius hired in retaliation. Right. At which point, they will no longer be law-abiding guardsmen. They will have broken the law by committing murder and thus be arrested. At which point, Darius will create a riot at the prison, break them out, and say, your only path forward in life is to join the resistance, because I just rescued you. Um, Now you're a member of the resistance. Pretty, all right, a complicated plan, but... I mean, some of the best plans are, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, so he uh, he decides that he's going to try to recruit more because he has a new uh, goal. And the goal is to uh, steal the Declaration of Order, which uh, I, I guess... I was you were going to say Declaration of Independence... He's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Okay, now that we're doing impressions, somebody's Uh got a cage. Somebody's got a cage. The only cage I could do is from National Treasure, and it's just him addressing the president. So it's just him saying, Mr. President. That's great. Thank you. Really good. I mean, what? you don't even say a lot of, you know, a lot else is Nicholas Cage. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, I feel like somewhere between 80 and 100% of the dialogue he has in national treasure is for some reason him going, Mr. President. Right. So I think if you work on, if you work on really na- nailing the bees, not the bees, mm. um, you'll be pretty sad. If you'd like to do parties as cage. If my baby wasn't asleep, I would try it out now, but I know that yeah. screams so yeah, well. Yeah. Having seen wicker man in theaters, I'm going to say like eight times, um, that I know that it needs to be a guttural scream to really nail the tone. Yeah, you're gonna maybe want to run out a little like studio for that, just so you don't, mm-hmm. you know, disturb the baby. But I'm, I'm saying, do it. You could have a, you could have a future as a cage impersonator. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> well, thank you. First off, and second, you're welcome. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with the Declaration of Order, but I do think like the the closest I could guess would be that it's like their Declaration of Independence. I, I also yeah. cannot for the <laughs> life of me. That. Sure. I cannot for the life of me figure out why Darius getting it would do anything other than like kind of troll the Senate. I guess it's just sacred to them, right? It's like a borderline religious fervor they have for this declaration. So, so Darius decides like, I'm going to steal it. And that means I need to like amp up my recruiting. And so he's doing more and more riots. He's, he's recruiting more and more people um, this is the time at which ha- uh, Hotaru is like, I got to go check out what's going on. Uh, but because of all the chaos that he's creating in Order Realm, he actually winds up getting the attention of Havoc, who is the leader of the Chaos Realm, who's like, hey, man, did you know you're doing chaos? And Darius is like, agree to disagree. Um, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so Havoc Havoc and Darius like sort of form an alliance. And Darius is like, but, but to be clear, this is not chaos. Is it a deadly alliance? 
I guess you would say no in that they're not very effective and don't ultimately do really anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, again, the fact that I think we yeah. haven't heard from them in, you know, at all, yeah. Six games. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> proves that they weren't very impactful. No, no. So they form an alliance. I don't know that the alliance does anything. Um, other than it's shortly after that that Darius is like, I'm going to go do my thing. He does a riot. He murders a family and blah, blah, blah. That's, he gets that's, this that's Darius for you. Classic Darius. He breaks out this guy named Dairu, Um, And he says, I'd like to hire you to murder Hotaru. He's like the one Sedan guardsman who's like been a thorn in my side. I want you to murder him. And Dairu says, great. Um, Dairu f- seemingly fails for a long time. Long enough that Darius is like, I'll just do this myself. He follows Hotaru. He tracks him down to the Battle of Armageddon, where Darius dies Duh. alongside everybody else. Darius. Which brings knew us, Yi, and we still don't really know Yi. We, in theory, will never know the Yi unless, for some reason, they decide to insert you into a future game, which I feel like would be an odd choice. At this point, I think we're we're moving past the Darius era. I'd love to see the Chaos Realm come back. It's different. It's fun. The Order Realm, not 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 a real. Not There's a, some ideas here: a civil war, a disagreement about order. I feel like a, a more satirical bent might might be fun. Kind of a demolition man. You could do kind of a fish out of water thing. That could work. That could work. Another big cat cameo is cat fully emerges into frame and takes up all of frame. This cat's got personality. Yeah, she's uh, like she's really having a rowdy evening. Yeah, getting real rowdy. Getting rowdy. I'm it. Running across the keys, knocking over a bottle of water. Some classic. <laughs> for some reason, I thought shit. you were going to say bottle of wine. I was going to say like, wow, you really like came prepared for this. Yeah, podcast. I decided to try finish a whole bottle of wine. Knocking back a bottle of Merlot. Mortal yeah. Kombat Deception. <laughs> um, all right, so we've talked about a classical Seiden guardsman, and we've talked about the leader of the resistance. Let's talk about someone who kind of falls betwixt the two. Mm, sure. Arguably top three least impactful Mortal Kombat characters of all time. <laughs> a man named Dairu. 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 The Jerick uh, of this game. <laughs> Yeah, he's a real Jarek type, minus the honestly personality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jarek Jim Carrey compared to this dude. Yeah, yeah. Dairu, uh, he's a prototypical victim of Darius and the system of Order Realm in general. He's a Satan guardsman. He's well-respected. His family's murdered. He tracks down the man he believed responsible. He murders that guy, not knowing that Darius had hired this killer. Now a murderer, Dyer's thrown in jail because he broke the law. Uh, probably something that's in the Declaration of Order. Uh, once in jail, the Resistance shows up and starts a riot. Uh, a man named Darius, who Dyeru had maybe never met before at this point, breaks him out and says, I'd like to hire you to steal the Declaration of Order and murder your old co-worker, Hotaru. Dyeru, seeing no path forward in life, says, I'll do it. I'll be a mercenary. I'll take that job. And then he fails, and he follows Hotaru all the way to the Battle of Armageddon, where he dies. <laughs> the end. That's it. There's uh, nothing else for Dyer. Uh, what could have been? What could have been if he only would have lived? To get There's like not even a fun out. Easter egg in later games about how much he sucks. He's just erased from <laughs> everything. 
Yeah. Yeah, the fact that you don't even get an Easter egg in this game that is, like, obsessed with Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe there's a skin or something you can unlock. You can... Well, Dyra skin? Yeah. Get cool, like, long ponytail? That's his, that's his look. He's bald, but he has some head tattoos and, like, a really long ponytail. Do any of these characters have, like, a memorable, like, special move or fatality or do you know... Do you know anything about like how they played as like video game characters? Uh, Hotaru, not really. He's got a staff. He he almost is a little bit like I would say like Yoshimitsu from Tekken. Sure, okay. Um, fighting style wise, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get Patty in here to talk about Yoshimitsu. <laughs> um, Darius, uh, not in any way interesting. No. Um, probably the most interesting thing about him is that he had like an alternate costume that looked like Jim Kelly and that was kind of cool. Okay. Um, Dairu actually is known for having one of the best fatalities in the franchise, which is funny considering there's nothing else interesting about him. I can't remember the specifics off the top of my head other than it involves him like gouging someone's eye out. Okay. With like a dagger. You don't see a ton of well, I guess maybe in the oh you, you uh, do say you don't see a ton of eye trauma in Mortal Kombat. I guess in the recent games you have those like X ray moves where there's a yeah. lot of like gouging. You see like the ocular cavity shattering. Right. Yeah, right. they really go the for the eye it. bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hit them right in the eye bones. Mm-hmm. Um, but up to this point in the series, probably like an eye gouge was a newish thing or a kind of a novel. Yeah, a novel thing. Pretty much. Um, Um, that's kind of all he has to offer (laughs) it's so interesting how full of like generic dudes Mortal Kombat is like every game has a one or two like just forgettable kung fu guys and in the fact that in this in in that recent movie they had to like invent this new character when you have so who's a generic kung fu guy you're just like Uh you have all these generic kung fu guys to use just say that's Jarek I don't know, you know why that made me mad. Okay, it, do it well, it also made me mad they created an access character when you have all these great characters, but I uh, and also like they had a whole slug line explaining the lore anyway, so like why well, have an access character? But uh, I, I, the interesting thing I will say is having done dozens of episodes of the show now, the characters that I used to consider generic before I really like took the time to think about the entirety of their arc mm-hmm. have abundant personality it's it's wild I, I i would even say like characters like meat that are essentially like oh, jo- yeah. jokes right. that are sure. just like well we can make a skin that doesn't have any skin mocap so we'll, yeah <laughs> mocap yeah actually have kind of interesting stories that have a bit of an arc to it or at right. the very least interesting backstories it is funny to me that in deception which is one of the most bonkers of all of the mortal Kombat games they do have about three guys here who don't have a lot of interesting stuff going on. They're more interesting in concept right. than they are in anything else. They don't have a lot of personality. Hotaru at least has that nice Mortal Kombat energy of being like a real mistake machine where like he just does a lot of dumb shit for reasons that are like clearly based off of personality defects that sure. he has that ultimately lead to his own demise. Classic Mortal Kombat arc. But it's not a very interesting version of that. Right. <laughs> that yeah. Um, did you have any final thoughts on Hotaru, Darius, or Dairu? Uh No, I mean, you know, I just think that, like, you know, and I think 
you know, I think modern modern media with its obsession with IP is, mm-hmm. um, you know, is full of examples of this, of like kind of taking deep cut characters and, you know, making them, making something special out of them. The Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I think, are a great example of this. Like these, totally. you know, Marvel D-listers who are now, you know, fan favorites. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I just want to, like, challenge Ed Boon if he's listening and, uh, you know, just, like, the next game. I know we haven't heard anything about it. Just, like, if you're not already doing this, there's still time. Like, make this the first game without Scorpion. Make this the first game without (laughs) Sub-Zero. It's all Order Realm all the time. 100% Order Realm game. These guys can be three kind of, like, wisecracking buddies kind of mismatched they're mm-hmm. all kind of mm-hmm. at odds but they have to work together to defeat mm-hmm. i don't know let's say jared okay and- so i'm trying to co- i'm trying to put together in my mind the pieces that would need to happen to lead to that narrative right jarek a member of the black dragon maybe he is uh selling nukes to chaos realm to yes. help them in their war with Order Realm, mm-hmm. uh, which brings together the citizens of Order Realm, no matter what side of the resistance you're on, um, specifically Hotaru, Darius, and Dairu, right. uh, to stop Jarek from selling nukes to Chaos Realm. Maybe first they take down Havoc, and with Havoc's dying breath, he's like, it's not over, though, because none of this is my idea. It was Jarek. And then yes, find Jarek. <laughs> yeah. And then they got to take him down. I could see it working. I don't know for whom. Yeah. I mean, I think functionally, you, right. We just get, you know, and I think obviously the fans, you know, when the trailer drops at E3 or whatever, the fans mm-hmm. are skeptical, but then, you know, you just make them fall in love. You just make them fall in love. You get, you know, we get great voice actors. I'll make the audience fall in love. Yeah. Make the audience fall in love. I see. I thought Hotaro, Darius and Dairu were becoming like a throuple in your pitch. Honestly, don't hate it. Now that not you say it, I'm okay. not hating it. We okay. can be, we can be a little more sex positive with Mortal Kombat. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, people, know it for its you know over the top gore but what about for its over it's the been top? a bit chased yeah what about it's over the top acceptance okay anyway that brings us to the final segment of the show the segment i like to call choose your destiny in which i ask you jordan now that you are more familiar with the various realms and creatures and i know you already have been they make up the world of mortal Kombat. if you were to create your own if you were to create a jordan morris mm. that existed within the world of mortal Kombat, who would you be what would you be? Where would you live? Who'd you be aligned with? Let's sketch a little picture here of, of the Jordan Morris of the Mortal Kombat universe. Boy, I mean, I did like the sound of the chaos realm. I'll be perfectly honest with you. And again, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's, you know, here we are in, you know, July of 2021, um, you know, fingers crossed, you know, the pandemic seems to be on the way and, you know, I think we all kind of felt like for the longest time we were trapped in a kind of order realm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, curfews yeah. and, you know... You um, broke me to go to jail for a few years. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, like... Um, I think we could all use a little chaos realm right now, huh? I mean, obviously, right. you know, you want things to be safe. You want to make sure... Okay, I was going to say, I was like, is this tipping into like, and we shouldn't get vaccinated. We shouldn't <laughs> yeah, well, just this whole time, we just had we had this nice, fun chat about Mortal Kombat. It's like, <laughs> and now the anti-vax shit comes out. No, I'm not. <laughs> Listen, I'm saying, honestly, mm-hmm. in my heart, I'm an Order Realm guy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I see it. You got good boy energy. I have some good boy energy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just want want approval. I want to be told I'm good. Um, but as long as we're doing just like a fantasy thing where I can be, you know, something else, I'm yeah. We let's go. Can. Let's go chaos realm. I'm going to say okay. I am a chaos realm champion at just run around. Everybody run around. Everybody run around. Excuse me. Um, and yeah, I think I'm, let's say I'm a, I'm a everybody run around champion who is a Mm -hmm. refugee from Goro's world. What's Goro's world? Uh, the Shokan, um, they have a subterranean kingdom that Mm -hmm. probably was a part of its own realm aeons ago. So, so you're a refugee Shokan. You're like a right. big old forearm guy I who am. has moved to Chaos Realm. Who's moved to Chaos Realm to compete in Everybody Run Around. Okay. And so you're clomping around those big old sausage feet. I'm, I'm sausage footing around. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pumping all four of my arms. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm running around, and mm-hmm. I'm worshiping water because it is fluid. Yep. Uh, shapeless, formless, mm-hmm. giver mm-hmm. of life. Um, and yeah, and I think I want to be in a thruple with Natara and Jarek. Okay. Great answer. And I like this. I like this idea of kind of bringing in other, you know, you know, opening it up to the, you know, not just other, other astral realms, but other realms of sexuality, other realms of expression, other realms of, sure. you know, other realms well, you've of got you got a human and a vampire right. and you've got four arms, two dicks. Um, and you're all just like messing around. I, I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah more mess- power to you. We're messing around. Um, we're messing around. Great, great answer, well, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> it's really a pleasure having you on the show. Honestly, uh, a delightful conversation. This is fun. I really, Thank you so much. I appreciate the the spice that you brought to uh, a fairly bland order realm salad. Um, <laughs> you really turned it into an adventure and a journey. Uh, if listeners want more Jordan Morris in their lives, which of course they will, where can they find it? Uh, well, uh, I recently co-wrote a graphic novel that is going to be in stores on July 13th. It is called Bubble. Um, it is a kind of a near future sci-fi comedy. I co-wrote it with a great comedy writer named Sarah Morgan. Uh, a uh, wonderful comics artist, Tony Cliff, uh, did the illustrations and the adaptation. Natalie Reese did the colors. She is uh, a great comics person in her own right of the Dungeon Critters series. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a sci-fi comedy. It's about um, a bunch of uh, kind of future hipsters who live in a, a literal bubble and yep. they participate in this kind of life or death version of the gig economy where they have to kill monsters if they want to make ends meet. And uh, yeah, it's got a bunch of uh, sex jokes. It's got a bunch of gore. Mortal Kombat fans will enjoy that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of blood spray in the book. Um which I think people will like. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was it was a ton of fun to make. I'm really really proud of how it came out. And uh, if you are listening to this uh, before uh, July 13th, uh, you can pre-order it. You can pre-order that wherever you get your books. Uh, but if it's after July 13th, just uh, head on down to your local indie bookstore or comic book store and tell them you want bubble. Yeah, don't steal it. I usually no. this show is pretty pro stealing, but I think in this case, you know, pay for it. He'll join up. Yeah, you know, and hey, if you, if you don't, a fun alternative to stealing, if you're mm-hmm. if you're an order realm type, 
If you're a good boy order around type, call your local library. Tell them you want Bubble. Helps the book out. Helps out your library. Fun oh, way to cool. get it. I like that. That's good. I mean, buy it too, like if you can. Yeah, buy like a few it. copies and then get it from the library. Buy a also. couple copies. Give it. Give them to the friends of the library and then yeah. check them out again. Buying it and then checking it out from the library is like the equivalent of like, hey, could you just like leave it playing on Netflix so that it boosts the numbers? <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. This is uh, yes. If you want to get our numbers up, please. I love it. I love it. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, audience, thank you so much for listening. And as always finish him.